All right, hello everyone, and welcome to Dice of the Round Table, a D&D podcast, and probably also talking about other TTRPGs, but I digress. I'm here, I'm Matthew, and I'm here with Michael today. How are you doing, hello. Michael? I'm doing well, Matthew. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, so this podcast is just kind of going to be a general overview of what is D&D? How do you play D&D? Um, then tips and tricks for both mm-hmm. uh, game masters and for players. Uh, this episode is just going to be a little bit more about what D&D is in general. It's going to be a little shorter. Um, and it's going to be like, why should you play D&D? What is D&D? What are TTRPGs? So, um, Michael, do you want to start out with what your experience in D&D is and TTRPGs? Yes, I will, Matthew. All right. So, my first RPG, which if you don't know stands for a role-play game, the first one I really played... I guess was Minecraft, even though it's more of a sandbox game than an RPG. But that was the first one I played. But the second one actually was D&D, and it actually got me into the RPG genre. Um, The only reason I played it was because my brother wanted to become a... Like, he read into it and found it interesting, so he wanted to play it. And since we were a family of four kids and two parents he decided that he'd help my two sisters and i make characters and he'd be a dm well we did one and one session only and it was just a tavern fight did did it go to like utter absolute chaos actually it wasn't that bad. Okay. okay we that's a good n- thing. none of us like completely screwed up. I mean, you also didn't really know what was going on. Well, I kind of knew what was going on. Ah, the phone has returned. <laughs> the phone, <laughs> yes, the phone. Yes, sorry yes, about the that, phone. everybody. The phone is a it's a recurring villain in my podcast. Every podcast <laughs> I've been in, at some point, the phone attacks. Even if I somehow unplug it, it somehow rings <laughs> anyway. I literally unplug my phone. Uh, digressing from that, though, um, for me, honestly, my experience getting into D&D was actually 7th grade, uh, in role-playing games in general, 7th grade, uh, there were a group of kids, we were all went on a camping trip at my school, and they just brought, like, 5e D&D materials along. Now, this is when 5e literally had just come out. Oh, dang. So it was literally the Monster Manual, the Dungeon Master Guide, and the fifth, uh, the first edition of the fifth player, ha- uh, uh, 5e player handbook, because there's like been like five editions of it where they've updated and fixed things in it. Dang. So it was like literally the first version of it, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I played a sorcerer named uh, Blaze, and it was it was uh, it was a mess, and I died, but it was very fun. Yeah, the, the character I played for mine was a half orc barbarian. I can't remember his name right now. Because I only used them once, nice. so I didn't really we'll, build a connection. And we'll get more into what all these things we're saying are. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll explain everything thoroughly. But uh, I've been like playing D&D on and off ever since. I started the St. James Academy D&D Club, which is now the TTRPG Club, Tabletop Role-Playing Games Club, um, where we're going to be branching out into other role-playing games. Um, I'm sure we'll probably talk about them a little bit in this podcast, just what other role-playing oh, yeah, games definitely. are. definitely. But I, this is definitely going to be more focused on D&D specifically, probably D&D 5, 5th edition, 5e, uh, because that's what we're both most familiar with. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been running and playing games for about five years now. It's, it's a lot of fun, and I'd recommend it for anyone. So personally, 
Michael, what draws you to D&D and why would you recommend it to other people? The thing that draws me to D&D and just all RPGs in general, it's just the open world and the ability for you to create and customize your own character and just really do what you want to do. Like, sure, there's a main quest line and a main quest, but in the end, you can choose whether or not to do those quests. You can just interact with random villagers and have fun, have like a little virtual life, basically, and just mess around. Yeah, it's great escapism to just like be able to go into this fantasy world where you can be a spell-slinging wizard or a, a massively muscled orc barbarian who smashes his way through things with a giant axe. I mean, it's just so much fun to kind of be able to go out and do random things as a player. And from a dungeon master side, or game master, depending on who you are and who you ask, um, I I really enjoy just, like, coming up with, like, really fun stories. And we'll get more into coming up with stories and how stories work, but then letting my stories be evolved by the players, because oh, yeah. rule number one of dungeon mastering is that you're never going to, your story's never going to happen like you ought it to. I, I don't even, when I dungeon master, I don't even plan like a hard story yeah. i just like make an outline and just go you know what players you create the happens. story <laughs> yeah honestly that's kind of the best way to do it for me at least i agree i usually come up with like a main storyline and like some like important plot points clues or depending mm-hmm. on what the thing is yeah. or maybe encounters that are probably gonna happen yeah uh like the encounter fighting your the uh, big bad evil guy is probably gonna happen at some point so i have that encounter pl- all uh set out and everything but honestly D is for anyone who's interested in theater improv i would recommend it to them and anyone who just likes video games uh i would also recommend it because although it's not a video game it has the same aspects of stuff like skyrim and uh the witcher 3 wild hunt and any of those really big role-playing games really D and rpg video games are pretty much just they're pretty similar the same thing like except you have more freedom in D &D and you can do more things yeah like they've actually created D D online which is and there's a timer let me go take care of that wow we're all getting getting attacked by things here (laughs) it's chaos oh i think it's i think it's gone uh but yeah like michael was saying um you can plan you can do whatever you want um as a video gamer myself i i love D and i love skyrim and stuff like that but it lends itself to being able to kind of do what you want when you're not where you want and just make up your own stories whereas in skyrim and all other games it's gonna have a set storyline which you can't really change you can maybe make decisions that but they're uh, that affect the storyline but they're all set out decisions not just stuff you're like I'm just going to go randomly punch this stone over here for, like, no reason and see what happens. I mean, I guess you could, like, just, like, start hitting it with a sword in a game, but, like, is that the same in real life where you're like, I'm going to investigate this stone to see if there's anything special about that. That's what makes D&D so special is it's like real life but with fantasy. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. Or sci-fi, depending True, on what you want to do. Because, yes, yeah. you can't... 
D&D isn't just medieval fantasy. You can bring it up to modern times or even futuristic times or heck. Although it does work best for medieval fantasy. Yeah. That's why it was built. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are games like Star the Star Wars role-playing game system, um, Numenera, the, uh, and the Ninth World, and the Cypher system, which are perfect for anything, especially sci-fi games. There are game systems that I would recommend if you want to play like a high-tech sci-fi game with no magic, D&D really is not the game for that, but you could still like do stuff with it if you wanted to. Uh, if you want to do a uh, medieval magic in space, Spelljammer is always a fun game setting to play in where you get to fly around in magic ships as, uh, through the different dimensions of, of the multiverse doing things. All right, but before we get too far into that stuff... Yes. <laughs> we do not have a sponsor, sadly. Oh, that, that is gonna make a joke sad. about. Let's make a joke about Raid Shadow Legends, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what would you want to talk about, Michael? Anything All right, special? so we've already covered like what D and D is. So maybe for the listener, we should talk about why they should join. And why it, should... oh, there's the timer again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> why should you play D and D? I would recommend D and to play. Why you should play D and D is if you want a fun time, just to hang out with friends. A hundred percent, it's perfect for that. Uh, just you know, chilling with friends, uh, making jokes, making some great inside jokes is always a, a great thing to do. Uh, I'd also recommend it for anyone who, again, like I said, likes to play video games. Uh, it kind of lends itself into that, except again, more creativity than being able to just be, be combined within a video game system. Um, I'd also recommend it, again, to anyone who, who likes improv or theater. It's great for those skills, especially if you're, like, a dungeon master who is making up a lot of this stuff on the fly and kind of just making the world for the players. I would 100% recommend it for that, uh, for those people. It'll definitely help strengthen skills uh, in improv and acting. Um, if you'd like to come up with really cool, amazing stories... I would also recommend it for that. Um, you get the opportunity to build a world, especially if you're a dungeon master. You can take your a world that's already built. For example, uh, the most famous one is the Forgotten Realms made by Wizards of the Coast. But, I mean, again, it's still your own world, even if you're playing it. Um, you get to create what you want and have your players play in it and your players create and shape that world as they like. What I recommend is um, just go online, go to Wizards of the Coast's website, uh, they have all of their rules, the basic rules for D&D are all there free. Um, so you can just go ahead, if you want to jump into it, get that. Or you can even buy just a $20 uh, starter set for D&D, which has a basic adventure and, again, a set of rules in there and some dice. To just get you started and get you going. Michael, any other suggestions, thoughts about D&D, how to get into it? Why you should get into it? Uh, really? D&D is just an escape, really. It's a fun way to escape life and create another world or play in another world and just have fun with your friends or even random people that you don't really know. That's the beauty of D&D is that you can bond with people over just like a central idea. Uh, one recommendation I'd always tell people who are wanting to get into D&D but don't have friends that are interested or friends that want to play or uh, anything like that are uh, is the Adventurers League. It's a great organization put together by Wizards of the Coast that a lot of game stores host games. You can go there, show up. 
Um, mm-hmm. Drop into games, play with people you've never met before, and for, I've never had a chance to play personally in a game of uh, Adventurous League, but I've heard really great things about it. People there are, are wonderful, and they all just want to get together and have a good time. So, uh, And another thing, again, is just reach out to your friends. Ask, hey, do you want to do this fun thing with me? Uh, it's going to be messy because we're all bad at this, but it's going to be funny anyway. <laughs> um, or just find a... I'm sure you could always find a club or something, especially if you're going to school. There's always a D&D club. It's pretty much going to be... It's pretty much a... Uh, central thing in a lot of bigger schools, they're going to have a D&D club of some sort because D&D right now is one of the most popular role-playing games, one of the most popular pastimes that people can get involved in because of shows such as Critical Role, which basically commercialized D&D as it is today. Um, you can you can argue about other things that helped as well, but Critical Role really kicked off D&D and made it what it is today. Oh, yeah. um, again, to get started, all you need is uh, go on to the Wizards of the Coast website, print off a couple character sheets, print off some basic rules, or even just keep the basic rules on your computer, and find a dice roller online. Or you can buy your own dice, but just to get started, you really don't need much. Um, there's, a, of course, if you really want to get into it, uh, you get all these different books. The books are can be a little bit expensive, but there's always uh, different alternatives and free areas or cheaper places. For example, D&D Beyond is always it's a little bit cheaper than just buying a physical book. Yeah. Uh, very useful tool, which I think we'll probably do a we probably do an entire episode over D and D Beyond and why how great it is and all the different options it gives <laughs> people, especially for newer players. It's definitely perfect for newer players. Um, any other thoughts on D and D stuff, Michael? Um, nothing that will encompass in this episode. As you said, we'll hit D and D Beyond and other stuff later in this podcast, but. That's all I've got for this one. Yeah, I think that's all I've got too. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, tune to our next episode, uh, which will definitely be a longer episode where we do a deep dive into probably just getting started with D&D and really all the things you need, where you can get everything, and all the important things you need to know as, an, uh, as a beginner player and DM. And we'll get more into it as episodes go on. Well, all right. Michael, anything left for you to say? I just wish you guys a good day or night, depending on when you're listening to this, and tune in next time. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to this intro episode of uh, Around the Dice Table, which is definitely not the name of the uh, podcast, <laughs> but I cannot speak. It's Dice of the Round Table. Dice Matthew, of the Round Table. I, I just said it wrong because I can't speak. It's fine. Uh, but thank you for listening either way. Uh, hope you have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Or you could listen to us later. See ya.